Hi and welcome back to Well Red Witch, a podcast which was supposed to be a weekly thing but now comes out once every two weeks, which I think happened sort of naturally. I mean, it was not it was not a conscious decision on my part, um, but I do think somewhere along the lines of doing my masters and having uh, my rad of different obsessions, I. It it just feels a much more calmer podcast episode if I do it once every two weeks rather than doing it every week at this point because like I can't get through most of books I'm reading uh, in a week these days because of my various interests which have gone far more deeper and broader than I thought that they would. <laughs> So, like, I'm not too sure yet. I'll still try to do it weekly. But if it somehow ends up becoming once every two weeks, just, like, this is your warning. Um, yeah, because, like, uh, doing the podcast weekly, was, it felt nice in holidays and stuff. And you don't didn't really have anything to worry about. But right now, it just, it's becoming, like, you know, uh, sort of a burden where you, like it's just constantly on my brain that I haven't read anything this week, that I haven't finished anything this week. So I won't have anything to talk about uh, this week on the podcast. While if I do it once every two weeks, it just sort of becomes easier. Um, and I do think some of this has to do with my recent involvement in Formula One. Like it happens on the weekends, which is mostly when I do my reading. So I'll probably have to carve more time, more reading time in the on the weekdays. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a bit of a juggle. I don't know what the future holds for this podcast. I don't know what the future holds for my reading. That being said, I have read 10 books this month. Most of them I think I've talked about um, on the previous the one previous before that episode so like I haven't really you know done anything out of the ordinary and the rest four editions that happened it was mostly because of they were you know the college required readings that weren't that weren't actually required but I just felt like it would be nice to read them on my own so I did that um yeah so like this is the august wrap-up episode for whatever reason if you have not read the title and you're waiting for me to tell you what the agenda today is um the agenda is essentially uh me talking about the 10 books i read the one i'm currently reading the show that i started which i didn't know had so many seasons um (laughs) i'm gonna talk a bit about my birthday which was this friday the one that passed by um, and I'm going to talk about the race weekend because that's apparently a thing that I do now. Um, I think I'm going to talk about it as long as my interests last. And if it's a lifetime thing, I mean, the podcast is going, not going to last, you know, my entire lifetime. So I'm going to talk about it whenever I can. It's it's fun. It's I think, yeah, <laughs> I've told a bunch of people that, you know, I've like recently got into Formula One and all of them are like, this is so uncharacteristically you and it is definitely something that we would expect from you <laughs> so it's fun that i'm unpredictable in a predictable sort of way um, uh, okay i will talk about the book i'm currently reading 
at first uh, i'm reading i'll give you the sun by jandy nelson this book was gifted to me by my friend uh, last year on my birthday so that's like a complete whole circle moment that happened uh, i think i just read the description that the book was about siblings and that was it i was sold on this book i'm 100 pages in at this point uh we like we basically have alternating povs and we are jumping through the time as well so like it's sort of you you just like really need to be awake to keep track of what's happening in this book rather than you know like casually listening it by also that being said um the the first chapter the chapter that that's from noah's perspective i think um it's amazing because like you can tell noah is an artist and um like he's very young in the first chapter um uh, i don't remember the age i'm but i'm pretty sure it's like 13 or 13 and a half um and you see all these descriptions of his life and the way he sees the world and how he sees a painting in everything so that 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 was really nice the next chapter is from jude's perspective like 3 years into the future and like both of these chapters i think are so long that they are like 100 pages and like that's really all that i've read i wanted to read a bit more um this week but i couldn't because it was my birthday and like i was i was having a chill day okay like i wanted to read on my birthday like it was in the itinerary it was in the agenda and stuff uh, i wanted to finish the book on my birthday um but it just didn't happen i just didn't feel like reading it something happened at like uh around afternoon eveningish time that you know that made me sort of sad and that was the time that i had allotted to the you know book reading times so i just didn't feel like reading it so and i didn't force myself to read it so you know it's like the one day of the year that i allow myself to actually relax um yeah it's it's i know this book is going to break my heart i know this book is going to you know just like leave me in a space where i'm just like okay oh my god what did i read this why did i do to myself but oh my god let me go back and read those scenes again which like hurt the hurt in a way that's like you know the, like a good hurt because like i i've done this the same thing with vi shwab where there's like a few scenes in the last two books of uh, shades of magic uh, like shades of magic i'm not talking about threads of power which is not out yet um like a gathering of shadows has this very peculiar dream sequence which i like which like you know gets to your heartstrings every single time i read it I, when i say gets to your heartstring i just mean my heartstring you know it's completely acceptable if you don't uh you know yeah just like it's just like right in the vein of the hurt that i want like right in the angsty stuff that i like like to read in my books um and there are a bunch of scenes in a conjuring of light which is the third book in uh the shades of magic series uh like i've bookmarked the pages and stuff and like when i need to feel something i'll go back and read those pages again and like i'll read those scenes again um and i think I, i'll probably have a lot of scenes a lot of paragraphs in this book i'll give you the sun uh too where i'd just like probably just go back and read uh 
like read the stuff over and over again because i just like i don't know i like reading angsty stuff that's like you know my sort of angsty stuff my sort of angsty stuff is essentially hurt comfort um so you see your main characters get hurt emotionally physically whatever um uh, and then you see them getting comfort because like i don't know i like that trope a lot uh more than anything like you can put two personality less characters in that uh, trope and I'd, i'd probably still like it um <laughs> but yeah like i like the hurt comfort trope so that's it i yeah i think i know what the plot is about and i'll give you the sun but i haven't you know explicit explicitly go, gone out to check out what the plot is or like what's it around i just know it's about jude and noah and their twins and like there's a rift between them and like that's it and i like i'm like i'm going into this book hoping that the rift gets resolved and they come back together but i don't know so this is like a huge risk i'm taking <laughs> because like i love hurt comfort but i don't like hurt 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 <laughs> because sometimes accidentally you come across those books come across those short stories that are actually just that paint themselves as hurt comfort but like they are actually just hurt 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 and they are from the perspective of a single person and they are hoping that the other character will comfort them but the comfort never happens and you're just like left hanging with your heart out <laughs> heart in your hand it's just like ah what did i do to myself <laughs> why did i choose to read this story this novel this you know that sort of thing so it's a very risky game uh, because like unlike certain fan fiction websites that have these tags and like you're assured in those tags that like the trope is actually hurt comfort and it's not hurt 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 um, <laughs> you can't tell that in books if you want to go in blind into the books you know so like it's it's a very risky gamble uh with shades of magic i didn't even know that th- this was going to be a thing but it was and i just like really really liked it um like yeah yeah oh my god i can't believe i talked about a book for 10 minutes <laughs> that i haven't even finished yet <laughs> okay the rest of the books i think i've talked about them on the podcast before so i'm going to keep them re- keep my reviews or whatever if i do decide to talk about it very very short Cinderella is dead sci-fi dystopia sapphic really really like the twist on the original retelling as its own story it was an okay book like the twist of the book i did not see coming the way they like the way the author decided to retell the story uh you know like sometimes you'll just read a retelling and it's essentially the same thing with the same characters but like a tiny twist but the twist here was so huge that i was like I just like literally had to set back because I was just not expecting it to happen but it happened in a good way and I really really liked it. Um the next book was The Roughest Draft found this out by from Noel Gallagher it was a good book really couldn't tell if they would you know the main characters would be able to make it up to each other or not like if the if the tension would resolve by the end of the book so like this is the book where you're like oh my god is the comfort coming or not. <laughs> but the comfort came and it was fun it was good it was a good book it was a good time um umbrella academy volume 2 and 3 feels like i read them 6 months ago because like oh my god how did i read those two in august august really slipped away like a bottle of wine 
Taylor Swift was not lying. Uh, writers and lovers, I really liked it. I finally have the physical copy of it. My best friend gifted it to me. She didn't know it was my favorite read of the year so far, um, and she just felt like you know she saw writers, she saw lovers. She was like, okay, this is what I'm gifting you for your birthday, and it was a really wholesome moment between us because we couldn't believe the fact that uh, like she chose this book for me. Like out of all the books in my wish list, she chose this specific book. Which the like the probability of that happening at the time she chose the book was um, I think around one over seventy, which is like insane to us. So like there was like a huge, uh, uh, you know, moment in our conversation where we were like, okay, we've broken each other's brains because like what? How is this possible? So we were basically just yeah, it was basically a wholesome moment. I liked it. Uh, the next book I read was "Smoke Gets in Your Eyes." It was a good book. I talked about it in the previous episode. If you want to go listen to that, it'll be probably linked down in the notes section below. If I forget it, just like click on the podcast icon and like literally the previous episode is me talking about "Smoke Gets in Your Eye." Cleo and Frank was underwhelming. Like Cleopatra and Frankenstein was a tiny bit underwhelming. The cover gorgeous. The middle section essentially was where the book lacked for me. The last fifteen pages of that argument were like insane, and that was like that was my best part. Like their argument was insanely well written. Is like just read the book for that argument sequence. Um, <laughs> Things fall apart. I read for my postcolonial paper. The Tempest. I read for my postcolonial paper. Othello. I I I I've read the Tempest before, like in the previous semester, because like one of my professors talked about it in the class, and the way she you know went about explaining how uh, Prospero essentially is acting like a colonizer on that island, it was like something that just like I would I'd watched the play before. Then the discussion in the class happened. We were doing cultural studies, and post-colonial was like a small part of it. And um, the, my professor essentially took the example of Tempest, and she explained how post-colonial perspective would change the entire view of your of your viewing of of that play essentially. And um, so, like that's why I read it to like. You know that's why I read it uh, last semester because I wanted to see if like me watching the play and me reading it after that explanation did really change my perspective and it did. Um, like like all all the stuff that I think I ignored on the first watch uh, was like now being brought to a highlight and like yeah that that was fun. So like I didn't know this but like we had Tempest in our post call paper in uh, the third semester so that. that was really fun because i already knew where you could spot stuff um yeah like i am the that child in class child that student in class who will do extra reading just for funsies um that being said i have been <laughs> struggling quite a bit to find the reading time um i think that's mostly because uh, we have a fifth paper This semester and now, like you know, our college timings have increased, and I 
like it just takes a tiny bit longer for me to relax and i am sort of trying to keep up on the stuff that's being taught in the class you know rather than procrastinating on the, on it and like you know having freak out sessions right before mid semesters or finals uh, because that that they are not that fun like they sound f- the, like they not they don't they don't even sound fun what am i talking about um but like yeah i'm trying to keep up with the essays and the texts that are taught and like i'm trying to keep up with all the coursework and like that's just taking a lot of time and weekends are now dedicated to uh formula 1 so like i don't know where how can i fit in the time um i'll probably have to cut out uh yeah just social media time <laughs> the next play we did was othello like i've done othello in my bachelor's before um uh, so like it was not really a fun time because we were doing it again it was fresh in our minds uh like sure we did it two years ago but like you know we did it in so much depth that time like it, it was like eh, you know like you basically knew everything going into into the class and it's fun when you know you get to know new things but like there wasn't much new to discuss uh, i mean like half of the class had done it before so like like the the people who had done it before were like sort of quite bored of listening to othello over and over and over again like othello has been like a constant othello and hamlet have have been like a constant string throughout uh, our college life so far so yeah like after a point you do get sort of <laughs> by, by listening to the same characters and like by analyzing the same characters over and over and over again but then i also understand it's for our convenience it's for us to know that like you can approach a text from like 17000 different angles um so like analyzing is fun but at the same time it just sort of gets a bit meh when you don't really try it out <laughs> on other texts or other plays and stuff you know um the last thing like this is okay i included this in the list but um yeah we are currently like 80% done with this but like we are reading the piano lesson um like i base, we know the plot we are discussing it you know we are we are supposed to discuss the symbols and the themes and all that on monday and stuff so like i can say that i've read it right <laughs> I think with me not including stuff that I usually read for university is mostly because of the fact that I like you can't really just read the stuff for pleasure and be done with it you have to like reread it analyze it rip apart every single sentence looking for clues or, or like just like random stuff that might help you in your hypothesis of your interpretation and like your evaluation um and like you need to have an opinion like i believe that like you know i personally think that you need to have an opinion on the text specifically like uh the fictional stuff you are reading i'm not talking about the critical essays here um like say you're reading a poem say you're reading a novel say you're reading a play in the class that's like you know in your curriculum i personally do believe that you need to have an opinion on it because like uh the overall opinion is one thing the overall accepted interpretation 
uh widely known interpretation is one thing unless and until you have your own opinions about the text your own interpretations of like lines and stuff you're not going to enjoy the process so like i understand why people say uh that you know doing a masters in literature has ruined their love for literature because like sometimes academia can feel like you know things are being pushed upon you um but like i think i found the right balance between uh interpretations and stuff being pushed upon like you know the overarching uh famous widely accepted interpretations of a poem or of a novel or of a play uh and like i think i've man <laughs> i somehow managed to sneak in my personal interpretations in my assignments and my answers and which i think is always a nice thing and the other thing i've noticed is people say that like they can't read when they like after they like i've heard it a bunch of times essentially that they people fall out of their love of reading um for uh, you know with the masters course and like i i know there are certain courses there are certain universities which have like a very limited reading time period and like you you have to get through so much stuff in that uh time period that it's just it, like reading it in itself feels like an exhaustive task um like there was this one university i'm not too sure which one it was but like like i saw this video of like this person explaining how the masters experience was them experience was for them in that university and like they were just like okay we we'll, we would have like six weeks where we probably didn't have anything to do and then we'll have like another six weeks where we were supposed to do everything we were supposed to read every single book that was prescribed and that just like i understand like you know having that intense pressure on you that can definitely ruin your love of reading but i'm lucky in my regard where like the syllabus prescribed to us is sort of limited sort of digestible in the time that we are given in a semester so like i'm really 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 lucky in that regard and i think i made a decision pretty early on in my masters that if i do decide to read a classic for my you know personal uh personal pleasure and like i just wanted to read this classic i need to make sure there's no way in there's no chance that it's like prescribed to us most of the time like the stuff that's prescribed to us is like the stuff i've never really heard about so that's essentially really nice uh like most of it i'm not saying all of it um but at the same time like i've avoided reading any classics in the past year or like i'll probably avoid reading any classics in the coming year as well because i think i've sort of wired my brain into thinking that reading classics or reading anything that came uh, from the generation of joyce virginia and like all the previous authors before that um like it's just coursework so like i read contemporary novels and like the postmodernist novels or like whatever fantasy novels and stuff uh for my pleasure so like my brain associates contemporary stuff and fantasy stuff and sometimes non fiction memoirs with the uh, okay we are relaxing but like if you push a classic 
book in my hand my brain is automatically going to think okay we need to analyze every single thing that's possible and we need to have every single interpretation of this thing possible so like yeah i know like there are people who review books and stuff like who will take the contemporary books and review it in a way that i do with classic stuff for my school and whatever like if you follow me on goodreads like sometimes my uh reviews don't even make sense to me <laughs> because like i am not putting too much brain effort into like having a, doing a proper you know evaluation of the contemporary text that i am reading or like of the text i'm reading or like of the books and novels that i'm reading for fun essentially because those brain reserves are kept for analysis that needs to be done on on the level of an assignment or on the level of uh, a paper that i'm supposed to write over there i think the only place where i can see this changing is when i get the physical copy of babel and i'll probably i have an idea for a research paper and like i'm scared to do it because like yeah research papers are scary because it's just like yeah um but like it sounds like the perfect opportunity to do that i'm not going to talk about the research paper in itself because like i haven't you know it's just an idea in my brain right now um but yeah like i think that's the only point i'm probably going to break this division that i have for course uh, you know masters coursework and the reading that i do for pleasure and i do think somewhere along the lines uh that i like i found the right balance for my brain to be wired in a way that it is at this point i you know like after i'm done with my masters i'll probably you know go back into mixing classics into my routine uh, of tbrs and stuff because i'm not going to stop reading uh like sure there will be lulls and stuff like reading slumps happen to everyone um but like i know for sure like reading is not going away from me like i'm not yeah it's just like you know the stuff that you know about yourself um but yeah like this distinction is really you know <laughs> like uh, this distinction almost feels like a work life balance <laughs> like work is classics and uh life is like just you know freshly published stuff that like grabs your eye and stuff um and uh, yeah <laughs> why did i went on this tangent i don't know i just like really wanted to ex- just talk about this i think um yeah like i've seen so many people say that like you know masters doing a masters has ruined their love for literature ruined their love for reading that they couldn't read anything for like after doing the masters that they couldn't read anything for like n number of years or n number of months and like i used to be scared of it and but like i'm really 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 lucky in this regard where like i've sort of struck the perfect balance for my brain to be like okay we can separate the two like we can separate this thing that you enjoy into work stuff and you know pleasure stuff and like yeah <laughs> the show that i'm watching okay wow that was something the show that i'm currently watching is modern family I started it finally. I didn't know it was this long and it had this many seasons. I don't think I would have started had I known it was this long and had this many seasons. I think it's going to become one of those shows 
that like once you finish it you probably like you know uh people do personal reruns of their shows and stuff yeah like modern family is going to become probably my that show if i manage to finish it in first place because i'm right now in second se- on second season and like i watch like two episodes per day or something so i'm like really taking it slowly and yeah like i think i've always wanted to watch it um i remember that it was like when it was broadcasted on cable television in india and stuff um uh, but like you know it was probably in between seasons i didn't know half the story i didn't know how these people connected to each other so like i was like okay one day i will it's like that thing the 15 year old me said to herself in like a random thing and it was like once i saw it was available on disney plus and i was like okay yeah cool i'll watch it um and it's fun it's like a good show to tune out to and i haven't really had a sitcom with me that i have you know like i like to have a sitcom sitcom going on <laughs> oh, uh yeah hopefully it doesn't go off my radar hopefully i don't get bored of it way too quickly because that happens and like i give up and like yeah and that's just sad and yeah like i think i've only watched uh modern family and like i watched stranger things as well i'm still on season 3 i haven't finished watching season 3 and i know season 4 is supposed to be like this sort of renaissance of stranger things like season 3 apparently was not that good uh, but i i've watched like a single episode of season 3 i haven't continued with season 3 episode 2 which i'll probably do today i don't know i'm free today um we were supposed to do Uh, a discussion we have a discussion of othello tomorrow and i'm already done and like it's like 11 am and i'm already done i, I read all my notes and stuff and it's like i'm fine <laughs> i had my birthday this weekend which i was sort of worried about because like i was not having um you know the usual excitement that i usually have around my birthday but it was it felt nice to be honest um like i recorded my last episode two weeks ago i think um the previous week i didn't really have anything to talk about so i would just like skip it like why waste anyone's time and mind like trying to make up like trying to find things just to talk about which i'm not even remotely interested in oh which reminds me rings of power is out in any case doesn't if like somebody doesn't know um and it's supposed to be really really good and yeah like if you haven't watched it go watch it um i haven't watched it by the way uh, like i'll probably do it somewhere i probably need to start making a list of stuff that i need to do <laughs> because i keep making these vague promises and i never really you know uh go and fulfill them i'm writing stranger things season 3 rings of power i have to watch um i have to watch sandman as well because it's like really really good apparently i haven't read the original comics like i think i read up until like the 14th volume and i sort of had to stop for whatever reason and i never really went back to it um but like i have this friend who is you know a huge neil gaiman fan like she was probably a gaiman fan before i even knew gaiman existed uh, 
and like she was sort of worried for the show and like how it was going to be executed and like she says she likes it so like i'm taking her word for it i don't know whether i'll pro- ever go back to reading the sandman uh because like i don't know something maybe it was way too long back then i didn't and i didn't really have the patience for it maybe i do now i don't know i really don't know um like i sh- i want to be able to say that i read the sandman and then i watched the show but i know it's not going to happen happen i'll probably watch the show first and i'll be impressed by the show and then i'll probably go back to read the graphic novels and stuff um but yeah like that that's like all i know right now um and i know it's getting the hype on social media and stuff like i know people are making edits and stuff and i'm like like i'm just avoiding everything about sandman at this point because i haven't started it and i don't know what it what's inside it and i don't really want to spoil it because yeah um like yeah ah <laughs> oh, oh. and was there anything else on my radar okay stranger things season 2 th- 3 and 4 rings of power the sandman seems as in one and i think that should be probably enough homework for next week or the week after that i haven't really decided what i'm going to do about this scheduling thing ah <laughs> oh. I think I'll probably still do a next week episode because that's supposed to be a guest episode and and it'll probably be a surprise you know a bonus thing to in regards with the usual broadcasting and stuff why am I talking like you know it's a TV special <laughs> okay and house of dragons is a pair apparently really good i'm not a huge game of thrones person like i've only watched season 1 and i know how season 8 ended so i don't really have any inclination to watch that show and yeah um so like yeah apparently house of dragons is good so if you are a game of thrones fan you probably want to give it a try you should go for it and stuff and yeah <laughs> but but it was good like it was unexpectedly calm it was unexpectedly uh i was like unexpectedly chill about it and yeah <laughs> like yeah 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 i I've, ha- i've had those years where i've like just been overly stimulated by my own birthday and like it was overwhelming and stuff i've had those birthdays where nothing happened and i cried myself to sleep but like you know i think turning 22 like like this 22nd birthday was probably the right balance of being excited and being calm about it and I had a good day. I watched Monza GP 2019 with my best friend on Zoom and we had to keep making new meetings after every 40 minutes because Zoom would run out and it was funny as hell. We were making each other laugh in the chat and it was so much fun and we were losing our minds in the last 5 laps. Even though both of us knew what was going to happen, but like it was still fun to rewatch it with her. um we will probably be doing more of these rewatches on our own and like yeah we we are just hoping for more good 
races for Shaul so that we can have a lot more content that we can rewatch because it's painful to watch the stuff where things go wrong for him and um yeah it was a fun experience it was a really really fun experience and uh, yeah like that was the only thing i had planned for the day like i knew i was i had to wake up at like i know i had to be done with everything by 11 and like um and my best friend is like you know that sort of person who doesn't really like to wake up early in the morning and like she did that for me and like i think i haven't really told her and i don't think she listens to the podcast like she tries to keep up with it but like you know you yeah she just has a lot of stuff going on um but like i haven't told her this but uh i was like really really grateful that she woke up early for me because that's something she i know hates doing um so that that was fun half of the people i know forgot about my birthday <laughs> which just really tells you that me screaming about my birthday the years prior was probably the right way to go about it because like the past two years i think i grew more assured in my love uh in the people who love me and this year i was like uncharacteristically chill about the entire thing um and i was i was just you know like i don't care who wishes me i don't care who doesn't wish me i know the people who love me and i know the people who will remember the day regardless of whether i am constantly talking about it or not i mean there were people who saw the stuff i was posting on my birthday and um like you know the instagram stories thing and like this still didn't wish me so like it's just like why why yeah like you know it's just a day and people who want to be with me people who want to share their love on the day will do that regardless of whether i scream it or not and that being said i don't think we should like yeah it's just a day you know like i think what matters is who is going to stay by your side for the rest of 364 or 365 days in case of leap years and yeah i think it was a nice lesson to go with into my body i don't know how how did i gain this wisdom <laughs> but like i'm glad i did because it was like hey it's fine you know um like just yeah like no there was no intrusions on my birthday it went as i was hoping it would uh like there was that lull during 4 pm and 6 pm where i was a tiny bit sad but that was it <laughs> um yeah like yeah was, i don't know i think it's just sort of customary for me to be sad on my birthday for a tiny bit i mean i'm glad i didn't cry um but i was i was crying of laughter <laughs> early in the morning when like me and my best friend were like making so many jokes at the expense of commentators <laughs> oh, i like how this is supposed to be a professional podcast about books and stuff <laughs> oh. this weekend like race wise looks good for shawl um and i hope it stays that way and i'm not going to talk more about it because i'm like really really nervous it's a shame that i record these episodes on you know usually sunday morning or uh if i know sunday is going to be busy i'll record it saturday evening 
um like it's a shame that i do it because like it would be so much fun if i had the time to record these episodes like you know after the race was done because like i know i would want to talk about race more i know i would want to complain about it more uh but like at the same time it's i'm glad that i don't because like yeah <laughs> who wants to you know talk oh, sorry i think i moved the mic so yeah um uh like who wants to yeah like the adrenaline really runs high after the race and like i'm just watching the race and like i go insane sometimes <laughs> okay so i am going to talk about my plans for september september has uh three shows uh stranger things rings of power the sandman um the books i want to finish are i'll give you the sun uh seven seven books in the wizard series of discworld i finally have all the audio books so yay um i'm going to probably read a bunch of books uh, oh i want to read uh, the ember in the ashes quartet by sabatahir so that is definitely something that's on the list um and i'll probably read babel as well i don't know for sure whether i'll be you know willing to read it on like the ebook version or not uh, because i think the ebook version is already out um because the paperback releases in on like october 15th in india which is just like a crime <laughs> oh, uh okay i'll give you the sun um the wizard series from discworld and uh, which i think the seven books are enough right the, the wizard series from the discworld uh the ember in the ashes quartet and if i i can't believe i'm still waiting for my jade legacy copy um okay i'll probably keep fantasy till here i'll probably select like a contemporary or a romance book or something for like you know uh cleansing palette purposes and stuff um yeah Yeah, I think that's going to be it for September. I really struggled with not having a TBR for August. Like, sure, I had the choice of reading whatever I wanted, but at the same time, it was so confusing. So I think it, it's probably wise for me to have like a, you know, a proper list going into September. And that's it. That's really it. I don't really know how long this episode is going to be because like I've recorded this in parts, and yeah. like i hope it just crosses the 30 minute mark <laughs> uh i'll see you all next week i think if i am able to do the guest episode um if not i'll yeah i don't know okay i still haven't figured out whether i want this to be a two twice uh, once in a two week thing or like every week thing because yeah like i'm still figuring it out i'll probably let you know by the time but in the beginning of the next episode whenever it comes around to be published um yeah i'll see you all soon that's the right way to end the episode now <laughs> have a lovely week everyone i hope you have a brilliant september august really passed by uh yeah i hope september is kinder to everyone bye well read which is available everywhere you get your podcasts leave a review share it with your friends have a lovely day